Have you recently let go of an ex or maybe you are going through a breakup or sadly a divorce? Are you struggling with healing from past toxic relationships or really struggling with finding your identity outside of the pains and hurts that you've gone through? I've been there going through it and I'm hoping with my new book, The Breakup, How to Let Go of Your Ex, Heal, Forgive and Move Forward, that I'm able to do just that, help you to heal forgive and move forward and to let go of those past partners and pains. This new book will be coming out January 2021, but just for my subscribers and my followers, I have a special early promotion that you can do a pre-order for and get both books, not only for the book itself, but also the breakup session guide that goes along with the Ruby's Healing and Letting Go sessions. If you go to ChloeMGooden.com and click under Read and Books, you will see that promotion deal there. And also the Ruby's Healing and Letting Go sessions will run for four semesters next year. I have had so many of you all ask me about these sessions and have gone through them and how they've helped you walk through your breakup or your divorce. And I'm hoping that with this new session, I'll not only be able to give you books and give you podcasts and different videos to walk you through it, but also personal one-on-one live Q&A sessions with me four to five times throughout that semester. If you're interested in also enrolling in the registration for the Ruby's Healing and Letting Go virtual sessions, if you go to chloemgooden.com and then click under ministries and then Ruby's Healing and Letting Go, you will see how you can register for that. I do suggest to go now. I only have five spots available for every single semester. And right now you can get up to $200 off if you register early, this pricing will change soon. I'm hoping that you will register and I hope you will check out the new book so I can help you heal, forgive, let go of your ex and move forward. Hey ladies, super excited to talk to you about this topic this month. Um, I'll admit it's a pretty risky topic, as we would say, it's pretty risky. Um, I know as far as with you being single, it's a lot of frustrations and temptations coming up. I still remember them, but I thought it'd be really good to bring on two other guests to help us with this topic. Um, I can give as much advice as possible on my end and my experience, um, but I am married, and so I know that maybe possibly I'm forgetting a couple of things or don't exactly remember how it feels in some situations. So I brought on my sister... Calandra, I know we look nothing alike, um, but this is my younger sister Calandra and her best friend Felicia. Say hey, ladies. Um, so I thought it'd be really good to bring them on because they are practicing the abstinent life as well. I thought it'd be good to give you three different perspectives. Um, and so this entire video is about how to deal with sexual temptation um, in a single celibate and dating life. We're gonna touch on some very risky topics, but we're gonna be very honest and open. Um, but this is Calandra, my sister, and this is Felicia, her best friend, my buddy too, uh, <laughs> over here. So I thought it'd be good to bring them on to give some different perspectives. So we're gonna cover loneliness, pornography, masturbation, I know. Um, nobody talks about that. Um, and really how to deal with dating and so you can avoid fornication. Um, and also why you even get to that place in dating. Um, so before we even start though, I want to remind you that for you to be able to do this walk, you're going to have to have a good, solid, pure reason for why you want to wait for marriage. Is that right? Yes. I think so, right? If you don't do it for the right reasons, you're going to fall. 
really easily. If you're doing it, because, oh, if I'm celibate, God will bring me a man, you're going to fall from that. Because what if you go 20 years from now, you're still not married, okay? If you do it because, oh, I just feel good about it, and oh, I'm a virgin, so it makes me pure, and et cetera, maybe, um, and you're kind of bragging about it type of thing, you're going to have struggles with it. So um, I'm going to start off first with asking them, how long they've been celibate as well as why. Um, I'll say for me, I was celibate at the time before I met my husband. I was married and then divorced and then married again and being back and forth in it. And for me, I didn't like the soul ties that I was getting connected with with guys because that's almost be for you and your husband. And I didn't like the connection that it made. Um, and I never felt right spiritually, really, I would say. I don't know how, how people feel about it, but I didn't have peace. Um, when I was in, in any type of scene that was outside of marriage. So for me, I wanted peace. I wanted peace when I was dating, and I didn't want anything else hindering my communication with God. So, what about you, Colleen? Um, I'm a virgin, so never had sex. Definitely not perfect, though. But for me, what kept me drive to stay abstinent in this walk is um, always just seeing other people going through struggles with guys, and they always... Um, or attached to them, I guess, like a soul tie, I guess you could say. Yeah. And I always like the fact that I never had that problem. Anytime yeah. I do break up with a guy, it was... Oh, you're so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> it's, very, it's very... You can't have sex. Don't do it! <laughs> don't do it! Just wait! <laughs> it's, very, it's very extremely easy, honestly. I don't feel any major connection with them besides me maybe liking them physically. So Keep you focused. Keep yeah. very, Keep you're focused. very focused dating when you don't have that type of connection where you, go, you don't do that step with them. Um, I've been celibate for four years, and at first I wasn't really saved. I just did it because, of course, with that soul tie, every time I had sex with someone, I felt tied, even though the man might not have been emotionally tied to me. I was still tied to him, and I was still treating him like he was my husband, my boyfriend, and we might not even be together. So, you know, it was because of that, and then later on I got saved, and I got more into the Word and learning how important it is to wait until marriage. To have sex. Yeah. So that's why I was just And that's actually a good point Felicia brought up. Um, it seems like when you have sex outside of marriage, I'm not saying it doesn't affect the guy at all. Um, I think the best way to, I guess, explain it, I forgot the pastor's name, but she spoke on how, as women, we kind of hold everything. You know, when we have children, we hold the child for nine months. We seem to hold that burden when things go on our kids or our families. And it's not that the man doesn't care, but it's something about the woman, it's when we hold on to things and are attached a little bit more to guys so it does affect us differently um but those are the reasons why they are so i'm hoping that you have a reason too and before i forget everything i'm talking about i go more in detail in my book not tonight and single celibate and dating i'll put that as well either in the video or on my commentary they read both of them okay good, 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 good friends and family <laughs> <laughs> but honestly I, i'm very detailed in that because i get that you need a guide um because i wish i had a guide um, so I put more info on that. But we're going to touch on those subjects and how we personally um, dealt with those things and why. So I'm going to start off with number one, loneliness. So I'm starting off with loneliness because the reason why you probably end up going towards pornography, masturbation, or fornication usually starts with you're lonely. You sit around doing nothing and you're like, mm. You know, in your party, you want something to kind of make you feel good, whether that be talking to somebody or being physical or you want that kiss or that touch. Honestly, that's where it starts. Is that right? Yeah, or, I agree. Yeah. Okay, so 
So if when you get to that point of loneliness, you need to have a plan for what you will do for that. So I'm gonna actually let them answer that um, just because I am married, so I can kind of remember some stuff. I haven't been married that long. <laughs> but my memory is horrible. Uh, but I will let them kind of go over like when they get lonely, what do what they do? Um, usually what I do, I try, actually one time I made a list, I don't know if I have it anymore, but I made a list of things that I kind of go over what to do. Like I'll try reading book. Before I read a book, I'm going to try to work on the instrument that I'm playing at a time. Mm -hmm. Try to find a new series on Netflix or Hulu to look at. I'm to try to distract my mind. Because once my mind's distracted, then I'm back to doing what I usually do, which is just relaxing, watching TV, or figuring, figuring out what I'm going to cook next. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Felicia? Um, when I get lonely, I tend to hang out with my friends. Like, I'm always with Calandra all the time, but... It keeps my mind off of it. I also join different um, reading plans on the Bible app and things like that. So if I can constantly see, you know, it is a purpose in my waiting. And, right. You know, this a reminder. Is, yes. yes. Good to have reminders. This is why I'm doing it. And also just kind of serving in the church. I didn't know how important that is until you get around a church family that, you know, are living the same kind of life. And, mm -hmm. you know, you see how they waited. And so when it's their time, how wonderful it is. So it just gives me passion and, you know, fire to just, okay, I can wait, I can hold on. I can do this. Yeah. Right. And that's actually some everything you said on some good points. You need to have accountability. That is like, oh my goodness, you know, they're accountable to each other. Um, for me, I have to make sure like somebody who I would be scared to tell them that I had done something. <laughs> so it was my mama. <laughs> so, you know, I was... You know, you, you know, you don't want to lie to your mom, and you don't want to tell her, like, yes, I did it this weekend. So, my mother was, like, my accountability person, um, but like they said, when I, when I, as far as I remember, when I would get lonely, I was the type, too, that I would have to have something. To, I always like to read books that have to do with my situation, and that's why, too, I suggest the books, because you need something to remind you of why you're waiting, or you get distracted. The enemy is really good at that. Um, and also, when you're lonely, you do need to have something to keep you busy. A lot of people are lonely because they don't have anything filling that void of their calling, being around people, relationships. It's totally normal that you want somebody. There's nothing wrong with that. But the issue comes that when you try to fulfill it the wrong way. So you need to be involved in the church. You need to have friends who are like-minded, okay? Because if you're around people who are not like-minded, you will end up in some situations that you don't need to be in. So I would suggest, like they're saying, read stuff, have friends, stay busy and active. It all starts in your mind. That's where it starts first, okay? And actually, when I talk about the mind thing, I'm going to go to the second thing we're talking about is pornography, okay? So sometimes when you're lonely and some of the feelings are coming up, um, with it, we tend to go to pornography for multiple reasons. Um, and I ask them as well as so if they've dealt with that. Um, but I think sometimes we get distracted by that because pornography starts with your eyes and it goes to your mind and your emotions, and it makes you feel like for a second that you're getting that same high like you would if you were having sex. Now, some people feel like, well, What's wrong with that? At least I'm not having sex. I cannot tell you how many things are wrong with that. Now, I go over detail in my book about everything. But what really got me to really look at it different was that I was in a class, a sexual abuse class, and a guy was telling us about how he used to honestly molest children. He was a felon from there. He got like, convicted for it. But he talked about how it started from him watching pornography. And eventually, him watching it and masturbating was not enough, and he ended up molesting his, his, his children, his cousins. That, for me, clicked. I feel like God really showed me 
It all starts with one thing. One thing. The pornography is not going to be enough after a little while. Okay? After a little while, you're going to probably start touching yourself. Then after that, that's not going to be enough. Then you're going to find somebody. And it, it feeds this spirit within you that is not of God. Pornography also affects you when you do get married because then you start thinking that sex is like that. And you think that you always will feel good. You always have orgasm every time. You will, I mean, it just, it's, a, it's, a, it's a movie. It's a mirage. And it's not realistic. Also, because honestly, it's just not of God. Everything about pornography is so opposite of God. So that means there's a spirit behind that that's not of God. You're opening yourself to that spirit and mind. And I promise you, after you do watch it once, you go watch it again. And it brings on more addictions and more addictions. I have been there, okay? You have to just stop. And this, once again, the same thing with loneliness. Have accountability. Have somebody asking you about, hey, did you watch it today? Are you good? But I'm telling you, some of you, I do suggest the video on um, why you're dealing with the same sin um, for me, because some people just don't realize the seriousness of what they're doing. But anyway, we're going to talk. Uh, what, <laughs> what, what do y'all have to say about the pornography thing? I mean, there's definitely something that come in addiction. I um, dealt with it a little bit when I was in college, and coincidentally, when we first met, we both talked about how we both were having, we're struggling with it. So one of the things we did, actually, we still do now, we both put locks on each other's phone. So like, I have a, I have a pin to her phone that blocks stuff off her um, internet, internet explorer on her phone. And so, if something pops up and it's like you can't get on your phone, I have to, she has to go to my phone and un unlock it. And so it, it keeps us at bay from um, crossing that line. Mm -hmm. And because then, then she'll usually ask all we gotta look at. Yeah. <laughs> what you doing? <laughs> Why do I need to But it, it, it honestly, it works. Because when can't your computer, it causes a million viruses. So a phone don't cause viruses. And so you have to have that accountability and something physical someone else has to do to, to let it go to the next level. Yeah. Um, at first, whenever I did start being celibate, I thought the same thing about pornography. I thought, Oh, what's the big deal? It's not like I'm doing anything. But it's true, like you want more. You're like, okay, so this is satisfying for right now, but what more can I do? What more can I do? What more can I do? And it gets like it gets out of hand sometimes. Yeah. Like, you know, right back exactly what you're trying to avoid. Right. right. <laughs> so yeah, the accountability is very important. Also, I always go back to understanding the word. It's it's important though. If you sit here reading, like, you know, why isn't it right? You know, and you keep hearing it in your head. Like when um China became friends, you know, she got she kinda kept saying that she's like, okay, so what does the word say about it? If you keep if you keep hearing it in your head, then whenever you want to feel that need, you're, you go straight to work. Okay, God yeah. says this, God says that. And that's actually really good. Um, the enemy, when he, anytime he would try to tempt Jesus, he just spoke the word back to back, back to back. And a lot of this has to do with the fact that you don't know the word. So since you don't know what the word says about sex, pornography, now this is the thing, it doesn't specifically say pornography or masturbation, but anything that isn't of God, anything that's not um, pure, it's a scripture that talks about how you need to think on things that are true, noble, a good report, that are pure. Obviously, that's not that. So even if it's not specifically in them, the enemy try to trick you with that one. It's another scripture. It talks about how when you do something wrong and you know it's wrong, that's sin. Yeah. And it's and you have the Holy Spirit within you, something's gonna get you. Mm -hmm. Something's gonna not get you, but something's gonna like pull you like this don't feel right, right, right. I feel convicted. Something's wrong with that. So you can't play that game, but you have to know the words so you can speak it against the enemy so you won't go to that. And like I said, if you just even look at the mental things that happen with watching pornography, you can just Google what happens to you mentally when that happens. That's why it turns into an addiction. Okay? 
It's a chokehold. It really is a snap. And that's the thing. The enemy comes in sneaky. He wants to trick you. Mm -hmm. He wants you to think that what you're doing, oh, it's not that big a deal. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. And he knows it is, and he knows that it's going to lead to death. And when it says it leads to death in the Bible, it's not saying like you're dying, but you're dying to the spirit, and it's affecting you. So I'm going to stop there because I keep going on that one. All right? So the next one is going to be on masturbation. Woo! Nobody like talking about that. <laughs> but I know that it has happened to you, and I have even seen some counselors tell people who are addicted to pornography molestation to um, masturbate, and I honestly don't agree with that. I can see what they're saying, but let me tell you what's wrong with that. So, first of all, no, it's not in the Bible. It's hard to find it. But what got me was the scripture about if you're doing something wrong um, and you know that it's wrong and it's sin and your spirit will convict you on it. This is what will help you with this. Anything that is outside of God's order or intent for something is a sin. Okay? Just keep it in mind with that. And don't get too technical and be like, well, what about pigs? Like, that's not what I mean. Okay? What I'm saying is like, if God, what God, this is the thing, pornography, masturbation, all that is all about filling your flesh. It's like a flesh type thing. And sex is so much more to God than that. It's about being intimate with your partner. It's about becoming one. Love, unity. I mean, honestly, I'm trying to get too personal, but sex in marriage compared to what I was doing outside of marriage is a whole nother world because God is there. And we're becoming one. We're becoming closer as a spouse. And it's not just about the physical. When you masturbate, it's just you. Okay, I want you to think about it. It's just you and you fulfilling a fleshly desire. One of the things that happens just from that, you're going to get so used to what you know you like that when you do get married, you're going to become less, um, I guess you get frustrated with your partner because you already know what you like. So you just like, I don't feel like trying to teach you what I like. Um, and honestly, with the masturbation thing, I'm also talking about when you're using toys. That's the issue. And I can even go into that as far as why you shouldn't use it in marriage either, but it's another thing um, with it. But anything where it's self-pleasure, that is an issue. Once again, you can turn it into addiction. Eventually, it's not going to be enough. You're going to crave more. It's just like any other addiction like drugs. You're going to want more. Eventually, you're going to end up having sex um, with that. How to avoid that, honestly, just like the other things, the pornography um, with it or whatnot, you're going to have to, too, realize how much it's really affecting you yeah. when you masturbate. Please know it's not helping you. It's only hindering you. So what do y'all have to? I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, like you said earlier, you, um, you're only hurting yourself. I mean, if you do it by yourself, you're almost telling God, oh, I'm a man for this. I can do it myself, which is out of the order of what God calls yeah. for you. Sorry, you said something. That's the thing, enemy. is enemy always want to make you be very self, uh, selfish. Zell yourself a person of preserving. I don't need anybody independent. I don't need a man. I don't need a woman, whatever it may be. That's not a guy either. Guy is okay with us relationships. He wants us to connect. You'll start just, I got me. That's all I need. It's true. It's good. Go ahead. That's it. Okay, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, just to piggyback on what they said, it is a selfish need. Like you're doing it, it's all. Oh. I can do it myself. I don't need him. I don't need him. And it does hinder whenever you do meet a partner and things like that. Mm -hmm. I know before, whenever I was having sex and I would masturbate and stuff like that, I would hold men, my, the men I was with and relationship with to a higher standard. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, okay, well, I can do it myself. So, <laughs> so you just, you know. <laughs> it's so true. It's, it's not, not funny. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. That's the hard 
That's why it goes back. It damages everything. Mm -hmm. And anything, this is the thing, pornography, fornication, uh, masturbation, all of it is about you trying to fulfill a desire instead of waiting on God to fulfill mm -hmm. it. And when you wait on God, man, I mean, it's just the best thing ever when you wait on God. Because he's the one that created it. He created that natural desire. You want to be with a partner and love somebody. Let him feel that. Let him feel that on his natural time with it. Um, so we're going to next time, because I think I'm going to have them back. We're going to next time <laughs> talk about how to deal with it with dating. If you don't want to wait, though, in the single celibate dating book, um, I do more, go over more about it for us, like what to do in dating. Because let me tell you something. It's definitely a battle when you're by yourself. <laughs> But then you add another person, and it's a whole other battle. So we're going to do another video on that next time. So thank you, Felicia and Calandra. I hope that you've gotten something from this. I really do. I love you all. Till next time, make sure to check out the books, Not Tonight, Single, Seller, and Dating. Till next time, God bless, and have an awesome day. As always, if you would like more information in your dating and Christian life, you can go to ChloeMGooden.com for more books, resources, blogs, podcasts, and YouTube videos. And you can also go there if you would like to contact me with a question or a comment. Hope you have a great day and God bless. Just wanted to say thanks so much for the reviews on the podcast and the listens. I love reading some feedback from you all. And please don't ever hesitate to also ask questions and it could possibly be answered on the podcast. Continue to leave reviews and share that helps other people to find the podcast. And hopefully within the ministry, we'll be able to help people more and more. So once again, I appreciate it. And I hope you continue to enjoy Convos with Chloe.